This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Bored of too many ads and dull, meaningless chat? We've got neither. Joy Drive, smart, fun radio. Law Talk on Joy Drive. Good afternoon, Sally Nichols. Welcome back to Drive. Oh, it's so good to be back. I missed you, Warren. Oh, we missed you too. And it's not too late to say Happy New Year, is it? No. No, not at all. On Valentine's Day. I th- it is Valentine's Day, and I think we do need to reclaim it back. Oh, I really do. We are going to start that very shortly at the end of your segment, and I'm going to claim Absolutely. it back today because I'm sick of hearing all the you know love songs uh, and dedications everywhere, and then uh, like everyone I know, their doorsteps were empty this morning. There were no flowers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I, was, I was looking at it today because I was thinking about all the people who you know might be going through a separation, particularly you know, clients. But if you look at some Valentine's Day, it was actually the story of the patron saint of love. There was a Roman priest who actually performed secret weddings for those who were disenfranchised and persecuted. So St. Valentine fought for love and inclusiveness and brought hope and happiness to many. Oh, he said, lovely, and I'm going to destroy it. We need to reclaim that. We need to reclaim. It doesn't necessarily need to be about romantic love, but the fact is you feel love for friends, family um, and community and, um, yeah, we think of this patron saint stood for inclusiveness. I was happy with that today. Have you had any heart chocolates or anything like that? They're everywhere. From my son before. Oh, that's okay. That's camp. not. That's accepted. Yeah. <laughs> that's he, 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 The spelling errors in his card were a bit confronting. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, but it was actually the sentiment was there. So that was really, really lovely. Now, Sally, before we get on to today's topic, I think you have mm. to give a bit of a shout out to. Uh, Someone. Oh, yes, you're, you've got an Uber fan, oh. um, honestly. And so Greg, the wonderful proprietor of Conrad's hair, was blow, giving me a, a blow wave to appear on radio today, obviously. <laughs> I was going to look very glam in the office today or in the studio today. Um, and he said, oh, my gosh, I, I just heard you're going to be on with Warren, and I just love Warren. Oh. He's got the most lovely voice. And I said, well, he's a lovely person too. So you oh. have got a fan. Your, your, your reach joy is everywhere. Oh. <laughs> So how lovely is that? That's lovely. Thank you for sharing that. Now, Sarah, let's get on to something a little bit uh, more serious. Now, I understand that uh, the commencement of the new school year, as while it's exciting for the kids, it can also pose some challenges, especially, I suppose, for separated or divorced families with school-age children. And uh, I read the other day that parental separation affects 50,000 to 60,000 children in the country every year so how does it all work when it comes to schooling and education if uh you know there is separation and divorce oh look it's it's such a um i I think everyone separated or intact families were celebrating the children going back after summer holidays to school (laughs) for many for many reasons um just to get that that regulation back but again to school Schools can be so uh, regulating and good for for families, but you can imagine when it does need a lot of um, coordination and consistency, and when you aren't necessarily reaching agreement on these types of issues that are really, really important um, issues and within the responsibility of both parents, then you you even need to mediate and have a parenting plan, um, or sometimes, sadly, 
there is, when there can't be an agreement, um, the courts become involved. And that's something that we all want to avoid if we can. Um, but it's, um, it is the reality if there is a disagreement. What are some of the uh, key issues that parents might disagree on when it comes to school for their kids? I mean, I'm sure it goes beyond just, you know, what's in the lunchbox. Oh, look, absolutely, and and haircuts. (laughs) But we we have had those. But it, it, um, it, it can be actually the actual school that the children attend. And some parents might passionately believe that one particular um, school will be superior. Um, there might be um, issues in relation to the cultural, religious backgrounds of different schools. Um, and um, some some factors can also be um, referred on to, um, you know, to psychologists at the school um, and pastoral care, but that can lead to conflict as well um, in relation to children. If they're going to see a therapist, for example, it needs to have the cooperation of both parents um, and the agreement of both parents. So all of these factors can be pretty tricky. I was listening uh, to the radio this morning and they were reading out a list of uh, schools that uh, weren't open today because of the storm damage and the power outages. And, uh, you know, all these schools were being read out and I was thinking, oh, the kids will be going, yay, I don't have to go in. And then one school got read out and they said, look, uh, years 10 to 12 don't have to go in because there's no power, but years 7 to 9, your swimming carnival is still on. <laughs> you still have to go. And I thought, oh, I'd be so unhappy if I was one of those kids. But something like a swimming carnival can also be a point of disagreement, can't it? Oh, absolutely. It can be, and just um, excursions, all those sorts of things. I mean, there are everyday matters um, that really um, parents should um, be able to agree upon or are really actually taking place whilst the children are in their care. But there are different issues um, that, um, particularly if a child requires medical attention or even additional learning at school, attending um, attending the school as separated parents um do they go do you have separate um, parental interviews or do you actually co-parent and arrive at the same time um it can be pretty difficult um and there can be parents who are in high conflict there can even be in scenarios where one parent might have an intervention order against the other parent and that can be particularly tricky um, when those parents want to attend um, school functions for example and school activities when one parent actually has a family violence order against them which restricts them being um, in, the, in their presence. There should be exceptions in relation to the children um, in, and in relation to schools but I've actually had to advise schools on occasions where the schools actually um, don't have had to go to the magistrate's court themselves and have had to actually explain the conundrum that they've got families with multiple intervention orders against each other, but they want there to be an exception at school because the school can't actually enforce it. They, mm. they're, they're not a party and they really um, need to be able to run this school without having been inadvertently participating in a breach of an order, for example. So it can be very tricky for schools when there are those types of orders in place. Sally, I'm just thinking of uh, you know the school teachers. I mean, if I was a school teacher, I'd be uh, really uncomfortable if uh, these sorts of, I suppose, complicated disagreements were happening amongst the parents. Does the school and its teachers have a role to play in helping work these things out and making sure that what is agreed between the parents actually happens? Well, they, can, they can't be the arbitrator, but I think it's really useful for them to have copies of any orders or parenting plans. And um, when they cooperate and work in with the school, that a lot of schools actually have separated parent 
policies and I think that's a really good idea and I think we've actually helped with those policies in the past because what happens is when um, parents actually enrol their children in the school they do need to sign up to that policy for example and that policy will actually set out the clear boundaries of what school will be involved in and not be involved in for example but often and frequently when children for example are represented by their own lawyer in this high conflict, the independent children's lawyer may actually go and speak to the schools and actually ascertain um, their opinion about how children are travelling and how they're actually presenting. Um, and they can be a bit of an honest broker, but they're not actually there to, to arbitrate between the parents. And that can be, as you said, incredibly uncomfortable um, for them. What about uh, if uh, one of the parents has taken out, say, an intervention order against mm. the other parent? What uh, yes. responsibility does a school have then? Well, they need to be aware that that's, that's in place and I guess that will impact. In terms of collecting children, for example, if the child is actually an aggrieved family member. So if, it's, if the child's not listed and it's actually one parent against the other, I think we're really looking at that separated parent parental policy, but the school being aware of the terms of it and whether or not the school is excluded, for example. Again, they're not there to police, but sometimes if the child actually is um, protected um, and so, for example, should not be collected, of course the school must be compliant and must be made aware of that. Um, where the school or kindergarten or childcare centre will need to know who can actually collect children, for example. Just on uh, the collection of children, I know uh, some parents use the school gate as a means of changing over in terms of who's looking after the kids. Is that, yes, is that like a good thing McDonald's. to do? <laughs> I know. Oh, <laughs> look, I think I actually, my recommendation of this high conflict is it's better actually, for example, if a child stayed over with one parent and they're to be returned, say, on the Monday night, mm. it makes sense that that child's actually dropped off at school by the other parent Monday morning and so then they're collected Monday evening by the other parent. So never the twain should meet. It's a sad situation that mm. avoids that tension and conflict. So that's that would be what I would pragmatically recommend be in the parenting plan or in court orders if they're necessary. I I feel that it's it's, it's pretty difficult to have changeover when there's high conflict and the two parents are in the same in the same vicinity. So school can actually be quite good in that it's a safe place to drop the children off at the gates mm. and then be collected by the other parent at the end of the day. And I imagine too, like if you're in a high sort of conflict um, scenario and you're triggered, for example, and you're driving a car, mm. I mean, it's pretty mm. dangerous probably, you know, if you're not concentrating and you're around a school zone as oh, well. Oh, of course. Oh, look, ab absolutely. And actually, it's ironic that you should say that. I was actually reading an article the other day mm. and you know, about um, the importance of driver awareness and it was a road safety concern that one in 20 drivers um, according to this article, um, have been involved in a car accident or experienced a near miss within the proximity of a oh, school wow. zone. One in 20. That's shocking. So I, I didn't think, realise it was yeah, so high. Yeah, so it, it's something that it's, um, I mean, I just think of my own drop-offs um, with my kids. Um, it can be pretty um, hairy and people are frustrated or heading off to work and mm. um, distracted. So that's that's just a, a recent article about school zones and being being aware. So take um, care on the road. Take a breath. Absolutely. Drive carefully. Yes. Don't need to be in a rush. Sally, it's really good to chat with you again. Thanks for joining yeah. us. Important topic. Oh, my pleasure. Happy uh, Valentine's Day. Enjoy your chocolate heart from your son. 
Yes. <laughs> I think that's so sweet. And and you and you enjoy your There's Valentine's nothing, Day with nothing. your loved ones. With your loved furry friends. I got fuzzy. <laughs> you enjoy fuzzy tonight. <laughs> Thanks, Sally. That is uh Sally. Take care. That's Sally Nichols, the uh, managing partner at Nichols Family Lawyers. Joy Drive on Joy 94.9 FM in Melbourne, Joy on your digital radio, iHeartRadio, tunein.com or the Joy app. No matter where you are. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.